today on a chat with Oliver, I ramble about rugby league for a bit. Welcome back to a chat with Oliver. Um, a bit of a different episode today. It's pretty much just going to be me rambling about my relationship, my love-hate relationship with rugby league, I guess you could say. Um, I thought I'd get this out because the next episode, the next interview that I'm recording won't be out either, either till Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I'm recording it on Wednesday. It'll depend on the time. Doing that uh, with Luke McConville, who is one of the bigger... Uh, rugby league YouTubers out there so it'll be very interesting to get to know some things about him he's going to tell some stories and hopefully we'll get to know a bit more about his YouTube channel as well so I'm very much looking forward to that however today I'm pretty much going to talk about a big impact on my life something that's had a big impact on my life I should say rugby league Um, many people who have a personal sort of relationship with me if you ask them what's one of Oliver's defining traits most people would say rugby league. Uh, that's just how it is. That's, I guess, how I've presented myself throughout the years as the rugby league nut, the rugby league guy. Um, but as you'll come to find out, as I start rambling on and rambling on, um, I've not always had the best relationship with rugby league. Or it, it, it's not always grand and I'm just obsessed. Um, I've got no notes here either, this is just off the top of my head, which is how I think it should be, so this could go very wrong and be very boring, but you know what, Um, hopefully it's enjoyable and hopefully you enjoy this story. So, like any good story, we'll start from the beginning. I was introduced to rugby league later than most people I know. Usually for most kids, and I guess this is with any sport, if their parent, let's say, supports a rugby league team or is a rugby league fan, that kid by the age of about three will know about rugby league, sort of start working it out and get to know the teams and stuff and uh, start watching on a TV. Like, for example, my little nephew who's in kindergarten, he's played rugby league the past two years. I'd say for about the past two, three years, you know, he started to work out, okay, you know, this is this team, this is that team and showed an interest in the game. I had no idea what rugby league was, and this is going to be a shocker. I really had no idea what rugby league was until I was in kindergarten, or I at least have no recollection, no memories of rugby league until I was in kindergarten, which I'd say is a bit late. And to those, especially those in my family who are listening to this, this will come as a shock because my dad grew up playing rugby league. He played under 23s for the Panthers he was a decent player so you'd think you know someone who played rugby league and got relatively far in their career I'd say especially for the time would naturally introduce their child to rugby league at a very young age but he never introduced me to rugby league he watched the game obviously was a supporter of the game but I guess never really pushed that on me so I found out about rugby league in kindergarten by other kids playing at lunch and recess and then I was introduced to the NRL and I became a big fan. After that, so I was sort of supporting rugby league for about a year or whatever and I obviously won't get too much into it here but unfortunately my mum did pass away. Now, in hindsight I've worked out one of the ways I learned to cope with that and react to that, which is a bit weird, 
I found Rugby League's written word. I started reading Rugby League books, and they're just to the right of me here. I've still got all my Rugby League autobiographies. I don't know what you want to call them, sort of descriptions of the past. Um, most of them are by Alan Whitaker. And yeah, I've, I've read those and I was reading them when I was about six or seven years old, uh, just as a way to cope. And it, it's sort of weird. It's hard to understand. I was never a particularly smart kid. I was never really reading at a higher level to all the other kids in school. And I was probably just an average kid from what I can remember. I mean, I was, I don't know, I was, it was 13 years ago. Um, but I was able to read and understand these rugby league encyclopedias. I could read them front to back, and I loved looking at the pictures too. The, the main one that I read was 100 Years of Rugby League that came out in 2008, and it had the entire history of rugby league from 1907 to 2007. And, and that, and a lot of people wonder why I know a fair bit about the history of rugby league, especially considering my younger age, only being 20. A lot of people my age, yes, they watch rugby league, but they only really remember and take in what they saw growing up, which is understandable for most people, obviously. But I've gained a lot of knowledge about the past. And, you know, people have seen that as like, wow, you know so much. Well, you know, at the end of the day, would I rather know everything I know about rugby league or everything I know about, I don't know, something like maths or science or something, uh, I'm probably going to go with the latter there. Um, but yeah, that, that's how I've sort of come to gain my rugby league knowledge, and it was from that young age because it was literally every premiership winner, every player of the year, every Clive Churchill medal winner, just it, it has everything from 1907 to 2007, and I read through it. I, I've gone back and re- I've not read it for years, but I've gone back and read through it um, th- you know, throughout the past few years as well, um, and just as a refresher, and you always learn something new, and that's how I sort of got more interested in the written word, I still wanted to be a rugby league player, that was still the dream growing up, but eventually, and I guess that's sort of the spark, a transition from wanting to play rugby league to wanting to write about rugby league, and wanting to cover rugby league, so... Um, that that's ha- sort of how that transition happened. Um, when I was playing as well, one of the big reason, one of the big things that stopped me wanting to play, um, I was never good at tackling. As many kids aren't, it just is how it is. And I sort of felt a lot of pressure to have to learn how to tackle. It was always, you know, tackle. You got to tackle, 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 which you do, you know. Um, but let's remember, I've not played since I was twelve, so pretty much then it's still you know, muck around, but I sort of found sort of under 11s, under 12s, it it sort of gets nasty, right? If you're not good, you get bullied by your teammates, it sucks. It's just like schoolyard bullying, right? That's just what happens. And I never really experienced that at school, which was weird, but I did when I would go to footy training or play footy, which, yeah, it was a bit of an experience and I hated it. It it sort of, it well, it didn't sort of, it made me hate playing. Because I realised as well, I was like, why do I have to cop this crap every week just so I can play some game when I get older and try to? It's not worth it. It wasn't worth it for me. And I wouldn't change it. 
I would not change my decision to stop playing when I was about 12. I know they say you should stick at it, you know. Nah, that it just wasn't for me. Playing wasn't for me. And maybe I could have stuck on for 13s, etc. And tried to learn to tackle and stuff. But by then, when you're sort of 13, 14, what I've noticed in rugby league is kids start going to the gym. You've you got to start putting more into it. And I just was not at that level. And again, no regrets with what's ended up happening. Um, so from then on, I'd still watch the game, love watching the game, a fan of my mighty Gold Coast Titans. But I really started getting more and more interested in talking about the game, in reading stuff about the game. I remember in high school, I'd go onto NRL.com or a Zero Tackle or a website like that and just read the articles, um, especially later in year 11 and 12. So in year 11 and 12, I'm sort of jumping forward a bit here, I think it was most English lessons, I think, and keep in mind, I'm going to uni now, studying the course that I want to do, journalism. You know, I got through the HSC, I got an okay ATAR, so in retrospect, I think this is fine to tell. Most English lessons were, at the start, the teacher would say, okay, work on your essay, or whatever, work on the essay you've got to do. I would get up, as I said, an NRL.com or a Zero Tackle, and I would just read. I would just read through all the articles, gain knowledge. For a little bit there in year 11, I was actually voluntarily writing for Zero Tackle. Um, I would send in articles every now and then, they'd be published, and that was my first real experience, I guess you could say, writing, and it, you know, it was just the inspiration from reading all these articles every day, and that's how I sort of started actually writing. Instead of being just interested in the written word and reading, I started then writing, getting interested in journalism and all that. I also started watching, and this will be funny, I'll talk about it with Luke on our pod together, but I actually, he's a bit older than me, and he's been doing YouTube for years. And I actually watched him when I was probably in year seven or eight, sort of coming through high school, watching his rugby league YouTube videos and watching other people on YouTube um, post about rugby league. And that sort of made me want to get in front of the camera and maybe present one day, which I've done a bit through rugby league, in my opinion. Um, done some player interviews, done some interviews with people in the rugby league world. Um, and it, it's just been an amazing experience. Um, but yeah, getting that... I, I don't think I'm perfect in front of the camera or perfect presenting or anything I think I've still got a long way to go, but it's just been amazing to be able to do that. And, you know, I sort of got that confidence, I guess, through watching people on YouTube or watching people on Fox Sports or Channel 9 and sort of aspiring to that. 2017 is where a big thing happened. I created Rugby League, in my opinion, my Rugby League Facebook page, which is now also an Instagram page as well. Um, that started in... April 2017, I sort of, so what I was, I was doing for about the past year is when I was watching the footy, I just put little statuses on my own Facebook saying, oh, this game's good or whatever, and I'll be honest, not many people saw it, not many people liked them, whatever, but because I really wanted to create this Facebook page so I could upload my content and, you know, write my articles and have that my thing, my pro, my little project to be creative, 
Um, but I didn't want people, it, it was weird, I didn't want people to sort of make fun of me for it in a way because it's that thing, it's like, oh, well, if you have a YouTube channel or a Facebook page or something in high school, you know, you must be weird or something's going on, something's wrong with you and, you know, I don't know, people tease you, I guess, which is weird because it's a very, you know, immature thing to say. So I disguised it as, oh, well, I'm writing all these status updates on my Facebook. I might as well make my own Facebook page. And I was like, you guys, you know, if you want to see my statuses, you should go and like that page. When really I was making it, I was not making it so my family and friends could see me make statuses. I was making it to try and actually build something, build a platform for myself, which three years later, three and a half years later, I, I'd say I've probably done. Um, and you know what, when I made the page, it was only, you'd only sort of get backlash from people at school or whatever when you uploaded something, you know, that said something bad about their team or whatever, and they're like, oh, whatever, you just run a little Facebook page. But that was really it, and it was nothing. So I over-exaggerated it a lot. So to anyone listening out there, if you want to make a YouTube channel and talk about something, you want to make a Facebook page, anything, and you're worried about getting backlash from people, don't worry about it. Just do it, but remain committed because if you're committed and you build a following, then those people won't have nothing to say. Uh, well, sorry, they'll have nothing to say. So for the first six months or so of rugby league, in my opinion, probably longer than that, probably about a year, I would upload the occasional post. I had 100 likes on the page and no one would really interact with anything or I'd share some posts. I was sitting in my room one night and I thought, if I'm going to be serious about this and I really want to build a platform, I've got to give it my all. So I thought, right, I'm going to post one thing per day, one post per day at least, just one per day. can be on anything. I just have to post something every day. Started posting every day. And one big thing, if you're looking to grow a Facebook page, share content into groups relating to your page. So I had a rugby league page. Every time I'd upload a post, I'd share it into all the different NRL groups on Facebook. And my first thousand likes, now I have spent a little bit of money um, on advertising and that, and it has helped, but my first 1,000 likes were purely from people in groups that I shared my posts to. So it does work. And that set the foundation, which I've then built upon. Um, so the page has just grown exponentially since then. I've had, I could go into it, but I've had so many opportunities that have come from rugby league, in my opinion. Although I don't work there now, when I worked for Serious About Rugby League at the end of last year, the owner of that site actually got in contact with me and found out about me through what I was doing on rugby league, in my opinion. So it has had that positive impact on my life and today we might as well go the full throttle we might as well move into 2020 as well since February 1st since the 1st of February I've been working for everything rugby league uh, doing articles there and I've been blessed I've counted them up and I've got a little portfolio of all my interviews I've done 47 interviews did my first interview in April um, and I've been blessed to interview ex-players, NRL players, Super League players, championship players, New South Wales Queensland Cup players, um, coach, uh, 
international team coaches, club ambassadors, club directors. I've interviewed reporters. I've interviewed Andy Raymond, who was uh, who was a commentator on Fox Sports. Fortunately, let go this year. I've interviewed uh, Jenna Brooks, who for the Super League on Sky Sports is sort of the main reporter, the main interviewer on match day. Um, so I've and I've been able to gain some knowledge from those guys as well, which has been amazing. Um, and I do keep in contact with some of the players um, that I've interviewed, not on a regular basis, but, um, you know, and they are genuinely nice people and I've got to know some great people through doing that and make some amazing connections. And you learn a lot when you get to interview these people, that they are people at the end of the day. So, you know what, if you're out in the street and you see a player or something and you're too scared to go up to them for a chat, um or an autograph or a photo, don't be, as long as you're polite, they're most likely going to say yes, unless they're in a rush or something. Uh, so that's one big takeaway. So those are some huge positives. Before I get into the negatives, I want to say that rugby league will always be my one true love. It's it, it, it's up there. It can't be beat. It's had that big an impact on my life, as I keep reiterating, but it's it's at the top. It, it's never really going to go anywhere no matter how many negative things I can think of and one thing I want to say is too my job everything rugby league has had no negative impacts it has not negatively impacted my view on rugby league at all because the players I've interviewed have been amazing I've not had any problems with players when writing my opinion articles they've been relatively well received especially from my bosses, those are who I want to impress. And any criticism I get from anyone, which is usually my editor, my boss, it's always constructive feedback and I always become a better writer for it. So that has never really had a negative impact on my view of rugby league. However, ever since rugby league, in my opinion, I'd say, my views on rugby league as a whole have sort of shifted. One thing is the fans, funnily enough. Now, this isn't everyone. I'm just saying there is a sec... And it's with every sport, right? A lot of people complain about the game dying and that this is wrong with the game, this, that and the other. I would argue the biggest problem with rugby league is us, the fans as a whole. Because as a whole, in rugby league, we are not very open to change we don't like change there's always going to be something wrong too I like to say there's three certainties in life death taxes and rugby league fans complaining about something and we do and we're human and that's that's sport in general but I'm talking about rugby league here a lot of changes going on with the game and a lot of negativity I see it through my page I see it through other forms of media as well someone's always going to have something to complain about which is understandable, but it's creating this sort of toxic environment where most of the time you'll go onto a rugby league site or whatever and the comments will be negative. It just is how it is. Um, and there's a lot of debate, and the good thing with rugby league, in my opinion, it's meant to be for debate. People who disagree, they can talk it out, but sometimes it does get a little nasty um, and... And that's the unfortunate reality, but yeah, it, it's just 
the fans, it's usually a, neg- a negative thing and people don't like to see the good side of rugby league, especially today. You see many people saying as well, oh, the game's dying. Notice most of those people are sort of older. Why? Because their version of rugby league is dying. The version that they grew up watching. In actual fact, the NRL, apart from COVID, for the past three years, has made a profit for the first time in, it, in its history. They've made a profit, so they're making money. Viewership's up overall. I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, 2020 specifically, ahead of 2019. I'm talking the past few years, viewership has gone up. Memberships have gone up for clubs. The only thing that's really gone down is attendance. And that's not necessarily because the game's bad. It's... Well, part of it because the game's changing and sort of the older generation, um, they're not watching it as much. And there's so many reasons why. Oh, cat's got me tongue. Um, there's a re- there's plenty of reasons why people aren't going to games. But overall, there is more interest in rugby league than there ever was. The game is not dying. It certainly is not dying. It is that version of the game that is dying out. And the new generation coming through enjoys the game how it is today. They're going to watch it and support it how it is today. And then guess what? It's going to happen one day. That version of the game's going to die out. And who knows, maybe I will. People my age, when we're a bit older, will be complaining that the game's dying. And the new generation will come through and watch it. And you know what? That's pretty much the same for every sport. That's just how it is. Um... So yeah, I don't think the game of rugby league's dying, but I do think fans need to be more open to the change and more receptive just overall because it, it's getting a bit toxic, which is one thing I don't like and it sort of turned me off a bit. And I think that's sort of a big thing. Another thing is, while I still love my rugby league, it has sort of become a bit of a job. Now, I obviously do have my writing job in rugby league, but I'm also taking rugby league, in my opinion, into account. Most of my days are consumed by rugby league. Um, I wake up of the morning, I grab my computer, I make up my post for rugby league in my opinion for the day, make the graphics which take a bit of time, I do research um, on different things, I actually write my articles and I write, write up posts for rugby league in my opinion. And depending on, this can take multiple hours out of my day just doing that it can take a few hours so and that's just dedicated to rugby league and then of course you watch the games there's always some form of rugby league it's just rugby league's everywhere rugby league is literally everywhere for me and it's consuming and when something consumes you that much you do sort of grow to hate it a little bit as much as you love it it's like when you spend too much time with a person you tend to resent each other a bit and you tend to argue and fight more. Well, I guess this is me with rugby league a little bit. You start to get a little sick of it. But I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. I have, maybe not in terms of um, of um, actually you know, going to an office each day and doing a job. It, maybe it's not as fulfilling in that sense, but... I enjoy the job I do and I'm lucky to be able to do it from my home and um, I really do enjoy what I do and I enjoy what I do with rugby league in my opinion but you know sometimes you need that refresher and it, it just gets to you some days you know every now and then 
I will sort of think, oh, I'm not going to post anything on Rugby League in my opinion today, or I just think I'm not going to associate myself with Rugby League at all. There are even times during the season where it'd be like a Super Saturday, there'd be three games on, and I'd go to watch, and I'd think, no, I, I just can't do it today. Um, at the moment, would Rugby League be my favourite sport at the moment? It's obviously all-time, it's up there, number one for me. At the moment, rugby league's probably not my favourite sport to enjoy. Because, again, I sort of see it as a job. When I watch games on TV, I think I'm going to have to make a post about this, an article about this. I don't necessarily enjoy it as much anymore. Probably my favourite sport to watch at the moment is probably football, soccer. I'm a big Liverpool fan, and surprise, surprise, I do watch other sports. Um, a big Denver Nuggets fan in the NBA, Green Bay Packers in the NFL, pretty much got a team in most sports. And although there's varying levels of interest, I, you know, if I can catch a game, I will. Or if I can watch some content or something to do with that sport, I will. I'm not solely a rugby league fan. You're going to hate me for this as well, some of you who are, you know, big NRL fans. I like the AFL as well. Uh, I do enjoy watching a bit of AFL. I went to my first AFL game last year. And it is better than any NRL game that I've been to, barring Origin or a Grand Final. It's just so much more immersive. There's a better atmosphere. And watching an AFL game live is better than watching an NRL game live. And any NRL fan will really tell you that. Even if you do not watch AFL, and you don't have to watch AFL to go and enjoy a game, because I went with my girlfriend, she'd never seen AFL really before in her life, didn't know any of the rules, loved it and now probably supports AFL a bit more than the NRL, so I've exposed her a bit there. But go along to a game, it's a great day out. Even if you're not a big fan of the sport, it is honestly an amazing, fun day out to go watch an AFL game, and it's not always the same experience at the NRL. So yeah, I do enjoy other sports, and I have soured on league a bit just because I guess it's so prominent in my life. But I still enjoy watching it. I, I have gotten more into international rugby league over the past couple of years and that's through some of the people I've gotten to know in the rugby league community. The website I write for, we get out a lot of international rugby league content as well so that's sort of piqued my interest. I'm probably more excited for the 2021 World Cup than, oh, well definitely than I was for Origin this year and the past couple of years. Origin to me Although people support it and love it, it's great. In essence, it's three exhibition games. If New South Wales lose an Origin series, I'm going to go, oh, that's not too good, and then get over it in five minutes. That's just me. But I'm really looking forward to the 2021 World Cup. Um, and I know it's not... People usually don't get into it until it's actually the World Cup itself, but I'm really looking forward to it just because of the knowledge I've gained of International Rugby League and the people I've been associated with. I was just talking to someone that I have interviewed and you know we're working something out for I don't know whether I'll just go down and watch or hopefully maybe interview a few people but um, Uruguay is versing Brazil in Sydney in February next year and I know someone in the setup of Uruguay and I know someone who's in the Brazilian setup and I've been uh, chatting to the guy that I don't know who's uh, at Uruguay and he might be getting me into the sheds you know, just a bit of all access, which would be good. And I'm passionate about that. I'm excited about that. Um, I've interviewed 
Matty Wright, who is the Red Star Belgrade club director in Serbia. And I've just become so infatuated with international rugby league and people playing international rugby league. And I really hope the game grows because there's one reason why football slash soccer is the biggest sport in the world and nothing will ever topple it really. You want to know why? Because it's played worldwide. Basketball starting to be played in more places. Gridiron starting to be played played in more places. But unfortunately, and this comes back to the fans, there are people out there who genuinely believe rugby league should only be played on the east coast of Australia and the northeast of England. And I find that very silly because you're pretty much saying you don't want your favourite sport, as I take a sip here, sorry guys. In talking for 28 minutes without a sip, Jesus. Um, yeah, but you're pretty much then saying you don't want your sport to reach its full potential. You know, there have been times where rugby league has had the opportunity to be big in a country like France, and it would have been, and different countries around the world, but there's always been some stuff up or someone not caring enough or something, and it's just not worked out. So I really want to see the game of rugby league grow worldwide. Um, and that's something I'm passionate about now. That's something within rugby league that I feel pretty strongly about. I've also gotten into the English Super League a bit more, uh, partly through um, interviewing some players over there. I've probably um, made more connections, I guess you could say, and had more interviews with players and people over in the English setup over there in England. So, And I, I just love England as a country, um, just sort of the culture and stuff. Obviously, it's not perfect like Australia isn't, but I'd love to go to England. Um, I'd love to go to England and just experience that culture, yeah, and experience that Super League culture because I'd say their fans are probably more passionate than the NRL fans. Um, people say that the Super League isn't as well supported. Well, it's not as well supported over in the UK as a whole because the UK has more people than us. But in terms of a fan base, the Super League's probably got just about as many fans as the NRL does over here. Um, but yeah, that's something I've also become more passionate about. I guess it's just sort of trying, you know, trying something new, having a bit of a refresher because I'm so into the NRL all the time and I'm so infatuated with it and it's just become such a big part of my life that I can't really escape from it. I guess I do seek the pleasure of watching a bit of international rugby league or super league because it's different. So that, that's just me. And look, at the end of the day, to sum it all up, do I sort of want to be known as the rugby league guy, I guess, amongst friends and family? And I know I've not done myself any favours by pursuing a career in rugby league or the NRL, and that's still my dream, and I still want to do it because I am still passionate about it. It's just soured a bit. But do I want to be known as Oliver, whose defining trait is liking rugby league? Which, to be honest, has been what I've been defined as, I guess, for most of my life? No. I, I, I don't. Most people I talk to, it is about rugby league, even friends and family, and because people know I like rugby league, so they talk about rugby league to me, I know, and that's fine. But some of the time, I probably don't want to talk about rugby league. I do have other interests, other sports, things other than sport, like, like pretty much everyone. We have varying interests... Um, but I would say most people, at least that I know, aren't as associated with watching rugby league, even before the page and everything, as I am. So, 
and I'm definitely interested through work, through writing, um, writing about some other stuff. And that's part of the reason why I started this podcast as well, to talk to people within the rugby league community, with my friends, with my family, about stuff other than rugby league. Um, because I think it's, you know, I'm starting to become known as someone who's definitely just going to write about rugby league for the rest of his life or work in rugby league, which if that happens, I'm fine with it. But I'd like to broaden my horizons a bit, you know. I'd love to one day post content on football, soccer, or, you know, write about other sports or write about other things, other things I'm passionate about in life. You know, I'm a big history buff as well. I through doing modern history in school. I watch history documentaries and that, and I know that sounds a bit nerdy or weird, but I'm interested in history, you know, that's another thing. So, do I want to be defined as the rugby league guy? Definitely not. Do I want people to recognise that I love my rugby league and it has created so many opportunities for me in life and I've been able to do so many cool things because of rugby league and hopefully will continue to do cool things because of rugby league? Yes. As I said, it'll always be number one, but it's a love-hate relationship. There's positives and there's negatives. And I think before I continue rambling on for too long, um, I'm going to finish it there. But um, thank you for listening. If you have listened all the way through, I don't blame you if you haven't. (laughs) But uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And next interview will be out on Wednesday. I hope to do, you know, some more of these. Whenever there's a bit of a break between interviews, I might jump on and talk about some aspect of my life Um, but I'm not looking for it to happen too often because the focus should be on the people I'm interviewing Um, and that's exactly what it's going back to on either Wednesday night or Thursday during the day stay tuned for that one guys and thank you for tuning in